You're listening to The Leap Podcast with Katie Lee. So I was like doing live links and then running to my dressing room and like breastfeeding. And I suddenly realised this is a paparazzi. Hello, today I'm interviewing Gia Milanovic, also known as Gia Gia. She's a web celebrity, she's a blogger, she's a TV presenter and a writer. She also now happens to have quite a famous husband, Professor Brian Cox. If you enjoy these podcasts, please follow me on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes. I'd be really grateful for any input, support, help, uh, advice, (laughs) as long as it's friendly. Um, So yeah, please uh, enjoy this podcast and um, here's Gia. So I've been recording the um, intros before, but I actually find it quite painful because I have to talk to myself and I'm not very good at that. Um, So I don't know if you have a brief bio that you feel that you like to share about yourself. Oh gosh. I don't know, that's always... I even find the question, what do you do, to be a difficult one to answer. So do I. (laughs) I hate it. I hate you know, going to events and someone says, and what do you do? And I just go, uh, well, <laughs> sometimes I do this. There's no overall answer. Yeah. Okay, shall I, I'll introduce you then. Yeah. To how I think of you. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but then bear in mind that I'm, um, I'm getting on a bit now and the internet has been around for a while and I'm still I think it's like I'm now like an old lady on the internet where it's still like I still remember sites like Eric conveys an emotion that no one's heard of ever and it's like that we still read that <laughs> back in the day um so uh, in my mind you're Gia 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 the uh, one of the early bloggers uh I and one of the early sort of tech females around someone I followed very early on and someone who alerted me to the existence of a doctor called uh, Doctor at the time, Brian Cox. And uh, he will forever be your husband, in my mind. Well, let's hope. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, you know, for the time being, let's not make any assumptions. I'll forever be his first wife. (laughs) (laughs) He's never, you know, you're never Brian Cox's wife. Yeah. (laughs) To me, anyway. Because uh, you're like internet royalty, like uh, uh, the one of the original in, uh, web celebs. Crikey. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That's a bit weird. Is that how you'd have introduced yourself? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm like internet royalty. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things you did that I was uh, very pleased about was that you wrote for me once, which yeah. was a big thrill for me. And you wrote a column for me uh, for a parenting website. Yes. And so I wanted to interview you because I thought at the time that you obviously had some insights into that. You've also written a few kind of articles about um, this idea of being the invisible wife. Yeah. And I thought that it would be kind of cool to talk to you about that. So it's slightly different. I guess um, you're not a kind of entrepreneur necessarily. No. You've just got an entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would, that's how I would describe <laughs> you. So tell me about your child situation. I've got two kids. Um, one is now 18. I had him when I was 27. And I've got a little one who's six now. And I had him when I was almost 40. So um, that in itself, the two different ages that I gave birth is mm-hmm. is... There's a lot going on there. I think the first time I had a kid, I was 27, and physically, 
I was fine after the birth. Everything kind of popped back and I had loads, loads of energy. Yeah. This time, really not the case at all. It's been a lot harder for me the second time. Um, I suppose also because my older son was 12 and I was just getting to the point where I thought, oh, I'm getting my life back. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had another newborn. So, um, so yeah, the last six years has been really interesting. And, you know, when I started writing for you, it was... I was still pregnant, wasn't I? Uh, I think I was just... I think It was, was very early, yeah. Something, yeah. I remember you writing about things like breast crawl and things like that. So it was obviously very early. Yeah. And, like, dummies and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I think... Maybe this is maybe this is just me, but both both times I've given birth beforehand, I've had completely different ideas about what it was going to be like after the birth. So so with my first son, I was twenty seven years old. I you know I'd been kind of working in TV for about five years at that point, really focused on my career, and I kind of thought, hey, everything is going to be fine. I'm just going to go straight back to work, and it's all going to be all going to be really easy and really cool and I was working for Sky Sport at the time and actually booked in a job two weeks after the due date because I was like yeah, yeah of course I could do this yeah live tv all day long right yeah and I was like yeah it's gonna be easy all these people who complain about having yeah oh my god it was the worst thing ever because I was still breastfeeding um, my mum had come over from the States, so I was like doing live links and then running to the to my dressing room and like breastfeeding because he'd been screaming, you know, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. Oh my god, I've gotta go out and do another link. It was the most horrendous thing ever. So I learned a lot. Yes. Really, really mm. quickly. The second time round, I thought, meh, I've done all this before, it's gonna be easy. I can really for me it really wasn't the case because the because getting pregnant and having a baby coincided with um, my husband's career going a little bit crazy. Yeah. And so, um, whereas initially it was like, oh, this this will be fine. We'll, you know, be together and everything. He was he was gone, I mean, basically for the first three years. So it, it felt like, I mean, I was a single mom yeah. with a teenager. And a newborn. I mean, it was nuts. And I think back now and I just think, I don't even know how how I got through it at all, you yeah. know. But I was just, yeah, it was almost like I had to take every day, one day at a time, and just go, okay, I can get through this. Yeah. So really, really, really hard. And and you don't necessarily expect that, even if you've already had, had yeah, and you were were you also not quite living like normally? Wasn't he up in Manchester and you were down in London? Oh well, well, we uh, when I had um, when I got pregnant with our son, we finally decided we were going to live together. Then <laughs> um, we we'd been apart, living separately um, for the first eight years together because I didn't want to live in Manchester and he didn't want to live in London. And so I got pregnant and he went, oh, okay, I'll move to London. Um, but yeah, I sold my house and then we were renting a place and it, it, yeah, and then he got this crazy job and was flying all over and yeah, it was really chaotic. Really, really, really chaotic. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you... Um, did you have help? I mean, did you have a nanny and anything like that? Or were you doing it all on your own? Um, with my 
first son, I, I kind of muddled through with, with um, friends or you know, people I knew who would babysit when I needed someone and his dad was around and, and it kind of worked for about 18 months and were you then... apart all the way through the, the, um, your first son's dad was were you I, together we were together until he was four right yeah and um and then I got a nanny and she's someone I had met at a one o'clock club and initially I just I thought she was another mum and she she had these two boys turned out she was a nanny and I remember thinking because all the other nannies used to just sit and talk to each other and kind of yeah. ignore the kids and she was always with these kids so I assumed she was a mum and I thought oh if I ever need a nanny that is the kind of nanny that I want and when I needed someone she just happened to be finishing another job and so I hired her and that was for you know a kind of short amount of time and then I didn't need her because I'm freelance and so sometimes I yeah. need people, sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, that was that was really nice. And she's she's been helping out sometimes with my little son as well. Oh really? So, so you're still in touch? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it is really nice. That's lovely. And there's, I mean, there's several people that have kind of looked after both of my son, you know, kind of babysitting and yeah. whatever. So there's a... This weird kind of family, I suppose, of people, which is which is really nice. Yeah, that, you know, they're people that both my kids know and have always known. Yeah. So, you talk about um, you wrote an article for the Guardian. Was it Invisible Wife Syndrome? Yes. You called it? Yeah. And you know that idea that you've suddenly gone from being a, an even couple in that you're both you know have similar kind of ambitions and aspirations and um, career kind of choices almost. But then he suddenly becomes like a TV presenter, which is your job. And, you know, you're just sort of sat at home. But I, what I thought was interesting about that, and I, you know, and I, because I, I kind of have a theory that when you have a baby, and you, as soon as you push a buggy, you're invisible. Like as soon as you're a woman oh, yeah. pushing a buggy, you can just be doing it. I mean, you can just look however you like. I mean, in lots of ways, it's nice because you can go out knowing that you're probably not going to get like the guys hassling you there's no there's not gonna be any white van men slowing down to offer you a ride because you've got a baby and people that's can be a big turn off unless you're one of those kind of guys um so it's a weird double it must have been like a double whammy because i certainly was very aware of suddenly being invisible being a female out pushing a buggy and kind of no one makes eye contact with you you're not you're just not really anyone anymore and in lots of ways you're grateful because you're kind of tired and you don't particularly want to make eye contact but you know that that is something to get used to the I think the first time I realized that my husband was um well known what was when we were out so I was still breastfeeding and I was wearing a breastfeeding shirt that was like really enormous um hadn't brushed my hair no makeup which is kind of how I look right now <laughs> and um, you're just stunning just, for the record because it's just it's just you know what, what's the point of putting it you know if you work from home what's the point I don't wear makeup anyway and um, to be honest I'm really proud of myself when I just get dressed or have a shower yeah, that exactly. day I'm working from home <laughs> I feel good about that and I deserve we, a biscuit we were out for a walk and I was I was pushing pushing the buggy and um 
we were living in Battersea at the time. And so we thought we'd go for a walk and we'd walk all the way down the King's Road and get to um, Sloan Square where he could get on the tube to go off. And then I would walk home. So it was a nice, nice long walk. We were walking down the King's Road and I looked ahead and there was a, there was a guy taking photographs. And I said, is he taking pictures of us? And Brian said, no, no, that's ridiculous. And we got closer and this guy was still, and I suddenly realized this is a paparazzi and he's taking pictures of us. And I have, you know, no makeup, my hair is all over the place. I've got this enormous thing, you know, big breastfeeding boobs, the whole, whole thing. And I, I turned around and I ran, I ran in, into monsoon was like the closest shop ran in there and was hiding behind clothes and this guy just kept taking pictures went right up to the to the doorway kept taking pictures of me inside and I was I was cowering under behind all these clothes and he was just at the door waiting for me to come out and then Brian came in and tried to get me to come out and I just said I'm not gonna get my picture taken because what you know I it's one of those you know after you give birth and you just feel all big and bovine yeah. and you know you know milky breasts and all of those things it's the last time that i would want to be photographed and have it yeah put in the paper you know cuz I, I i mean i don't want to have my picture taken and put in the paper at the best of times right yeah so that that was the first time that i suddenly went Oh, he's actually well known. And did it and, appear the picture? And I don't. I didn't look for it, and nobody told me. So I don't. I have no idea. It's. It'll be sitting somewhere. God. Um. And so, though yes, you're invisible as a woman pushing a buggy. When I'm with him, I'm. I'm not invisible, no matter what. And and so after that, um, I had to. Every time we go out, I'm thinking, this there might be someone who's taking a picture, so I'll brush my hair. <laughs> Which I don't, you know, it's quite nice for me now. It's actually really nice to go out and be invisible. Yeah. It's really nice. And also, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. The older you get, the more invisible you get. And that's really, that's awesome as well. It's really, it's, it is nice. I think it, I, I certainly was aware of it suddenly happening and it was like, oh, this is, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And then ultimately it was like, no, this is a good thing. This mm. is good. I can just get on with my day now. I don't have yeah. to, you know, and, but it's weird. Then I go out with my niece who's like, you know, she's 22 or whatever. And I used to go out with her and she was like, when she was even younger, when she was like 15 and guys would be hassling her. And that was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of glad. I don't have any, there was no like, the, the feeling that you're getting older is actually that's where people tell you that it's it's a good thing and, and you do start to see that yeah I can just get on with I my love life it. just be a normal <laughs> human again um so you return to work the first time two weeks in uh well I returned to work yeah I, I did a day two weeks in and then went this is nuts and then I started up again probably when he was about four months old. Right. I'm doing kind of the odd day, and not how, going how on How easy overnight. having, being a freelancer, how easy was it just to go, you know what, now I want to work and then go, hi guys, I'm here, give me some work. I mean, did that happen? Um, well, at the time I had a contract, so I, I was already contracted right. to do those days. I had to, um, part, part of my job was flying off 
to different places in, in Europe and doing interviews. And so I requested no overnights, which I always used to be able to do. And that was fine until one time um, we missed our plane back and I had to spend the night expressing milk into the sink in my, my hotel room in Amsterdam. So That's yeah, nice. that wasn't that wasn't very nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, how long did that, you breastfeed for then? Uh, with my with my first son, um, he was just not interested. At about ten months, I was still, you know, kind of every night. He just wasn't interested. With my second son, um, it was close to two and a half years. Oh really? He wouldn't stop. It was, I was all fine until, yeah. Then I just couldn't get him to stop and we moved house not not to try and get him to stop but it was one of those <laughs> things you know how kids are like well after this day yeah. and there's a you know it could be a birthday or it could be something like moving house you can just kind of go okay after this happens this is how it's going to be and then they seem to work yeah. it out that's what that's what I did so you weaned him off yes off you yeah. yeah, I was a, my second was the same. She, I, 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 the same as your first in that I had planned to feed her for longer. So I got, I stayed. It was like thirteen months, and I was like, this time I'm not going to stop because with my first I'd stopped at thirteen months, and I kind of hadn't wanted to. I'd sort of felt pressured, so I, I'd stopped because I didn't want people to think I was weird. The second time I didn't care. Yeah, I seem to live in an area in South London where it's really normal for the, all my friends seem to keep going for you know actually twelve months is like yeah that's perfectly normal and actually just keep going for a bit longer. It's I mean it's not it's it's a privilege to be able to do that you know if if you know I don't know if pe- people you know work freelance and they work from home and there's a different thing that yeah, people have than if you had to go. To an office every day. You well, know, I think so. you know, it's, if you can get to the point where you're just feeding like in the morning or just yeah. in the evening, so you're still doing it, yeah, but only yeah. a bit. Um, but she just wasn't interested. It sort of became a bit like I was just doing it. Like, who am I doing this for? It's just sort of getting a bit weird now. Like, I'm just offering this to you, and you're just like, "What? Go away! I'm yeah. busy." So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to stop now." <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you start to feel normal again? The first time and the second, because it's it's kind of interesting with you because I guess there must have been like. It's not like when you have two in quick succession, you're sort of like, you know, you're kind of, okay, after the second one, I'm fine, or I was fine after the, you know, yeah. halfway through the, the first one, or whatever. Did you have to, do you feel like it was, it was all starting again from scratch? How was your self-esteem the first time? Answer that question instead of all the other ones. Uh, I think, um, I think for me, um, with the first one, I hadn't, quite realized and I, this is probably normal I think when you're pregnant you just think up to the birth and you don't think of anything afterwards and I did have a bit of a oh my god who am I now time after my first one I'm I'm now this new person but who is this new person um and I yeah I don't know I don't know kind of how long that went on for there were a lot of things I had to question about myself before having kids I always saw myself as being really independent I still see myself as that really independent I don't need anybody's help and then when you have a newborn baby you need help and so for me that was that was quite a difficult thing to get over I think um and then you know and also I was a lot younger than my friends at the time who were having kids, I was 27, you know, other people I knew at the time were in their 30s. Um, 
people my age just weren't having people I knew that were my age just weren't having kids so I was in a weird position as well but then it's been night you know then I was then I was a mother and I've been a mother you know for ages and spent quite a long time being the only person quite often being the only person with a child that I was working with um which sometimes was difficult because I'd have to remind people that actually I have a whole other thing going on I'm not just this you know young free and single person that can spend you know work until 11 o'clock or whatever at night um the second time I don't think it was hmm, I did feel like I was getting my life back as I said before because my oldest son was 12 so there is this kind of you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and you can kind of go you know gosh I could you know I could go away for like weeks on my own if I wanted pretty soon this this is a possibility and then having another new more maybe yeah that I that was a bit I suppose it was a bit difficult but I kind of just had to get on with it I suppose I think my my issues after the second one were probably more to do with with my husband's career going a little bit nuts yeah then then actually kind of having another baby and it it was a it it's been a lot harder to feel normal because of that because, because you're, life you're not is not resetting normal. yeah you're not it's going not normal our life is not normal at all so yeah. so it has been another kind of oh my god who am I and how do I fit into this and what you know mm. but for completely different reasons yeah. do you feel like you've accepted that what what but I, what I'm really bad at accepting is? things like that I'd be like well when all this is over and when he's not famous anymore and we go back to having a normal <laughs> life that's I would be doing that a lot I've been I've been really I've I've taken some really good advice from other women that I know and that I've met whose husbands are well known and I've focused really hard on my own life and that's that's the thing that's real to me and then I have to go into this unreal unreal world and it makes it easier to accept all the all the weirdness of it when you kind of think oh this is this is all unreal it doesn't really mean anything what's really real is my me my my individual life it's the only real thing which makes for a you know kind of interesting dynamic in the relationship but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's kind of the only way you know I've spoken to loads of women it's kind of the only way you can you can get through it yeah mm. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's not like you can have two people in a relationship and go, "Well, your 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 life is more important than my yeah. life because you just happen to be living yours in the public yeah. eye." But the rest of the world thinks his life is more important than my life, so yeah. I have to put all that extra effort into thinking my life is important. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> That's that would be strange to get my head around. Um, I try and get my the the people on my podcast to tell me something. That maybe there there was a bit embarrassing to them at the time. So do you have anything embarrassing to reveal to me? Oh, those are good ones. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It maybe it 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 was a really long time ago. I think it was the time when, um, 
when I had to just spend the whole night expressing milk into, into my sink. sink and I was with all my colleagues we were all out together and they were going to go out for dinner and I had to say no I'm not oh come on come out come out no I'm not going to come out I'm not going to come out no come on and I did finally say to one of them my breasts are now the size of my head and they're rocks and I can't I can't do this I don't know if it was embarrassing but it Maybe it was. It was so long ago now that I can't remember. But, yeah, you kind of have to admit to weird bodily functions or just accept do, yeah. that it's, yeah. Yeah, those, those kinds of things. Nothing this last time that I can, that I can think of. I always think that with the, with the body, bodily functions, again, you don't, you don't think about what's going to happen after the birth like you say you don't really plan for that I mean at some point you you kind of I think what's amazing about mother nature is the as you're getting sort of more and more pregnant you stop thinking about um the stopping about being afraid of giving birth and you just want to give birth because you're just so pregnant now that it's just like get it out out of me and that's just genius mother nature and then and then at that point you start thinking well actually there's going to be a baby but you still don't think I don't think I ever thought I'm gonna have a five-year-old I'm gonna have to answer the why question you know, yeah every five seconds oh wait till you have an 18 year old oh that's fun <laughs> yeah, I can imagine <laughs> and so we don't think about you definitely don't think about the teenage aspect so that's something else to look forward to but I think um what I what I was really surprised by was the fact that I feel like I've been in a car crash physically, and that you know you sometimes you see other women and you know I, the, there's a, um, one particular one in my area who has had three children every time she's had a child I see her like almost like the next day just walking around with the baby on a sling and I was just like oh I'll be like that she's like a real earth mother she's amazing and um, I just I mean I couldn't I just felt like destroyed. And um, I'd go and meet my NCT group and they'd be like, let's go for a walk around Dulwich Park. And I'd be like, I, I feel like my vagina's going to fall out. There's no way I can <laughs> go for a walk around Dulwich Park. I just will, I just can't do it. And this was like quite a long time after that as well. We'd, I mean, be like, I can't remember, like six months in and, and everyone would be like, let's go for a walk. And I'd be like, um, a short walk would be fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but I'm going to die now. And then, you know, you just, I just think that that is actually quite massive for how you feel about yourself. Yeah. It's this weird, you know, I was really fit and doing loads of yoga and stuff and then I just couldn't. I was like that after my second, less so after my first, although my, my first one was a breech birth and I had an episiotomy. So I had immediately after I had that to, to deal with. So just any kind of God. movement wasn't. It's a natural breach. Yeah. God. Okay wasn't yeah that wasn't particularly nice but but my everything kind of just popped back really quickly with yes. my first one that's because you and had your baby at the right time yeah I, yeah I, I realized this this last time it yeah it took a long time it, I mean um he was he was maybe close to two years old and I hardly had any stomach muscles I I was going to the gym trying to get them back um but in order to get out of bed I'd have to kind of roll roll off the side of the bed because I had no abdominal muscles and that's when I thought I would hire a personal trainer to um I thought I'll, I'll hire this person I found found um someone local to me and they did these wedding packages so it's three three days a week for three months I thought right I I've got to do this because I I can't get these muscles back at all on my own and I've I'd been trying and trying and trying and that was four years ago and I'm still seeing the personal trainer 
Are you into boxing as well, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. your boxing because I know you're a big fan of it. Yeah, that's that's what I started um, with her, and it's it's because I've always been active, and I've you know never been a gym person, but I always rode my bike, and I always you know did this, and I would go to the gym and do weights and what have you. But I found um, with the boxing training in particular that um, it's it's been this weird thing that's kept me sane because when you uh, unlike any other exercise that I've ever done when you're doing boxing you cannot think about anything else other than what you're doing even for a fleeting second so it's almost like it forces you to just completely empty your mind and you only do kind of two three minute rounds but it's this just pure kind of nothing nothing yeah. in your head it's like proper all. meditation yeah properly mm. but in a way I've never experienced with anything else mm. at all um because you know I've done you know I used to walk a lot or ride my bike like I said I I did a marathon kind of 10 years ago even doing that I'd spend the whole time doing my runs and go oh wait I really need to go home because I've got to do this thing because I was thinking 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 yeah, thinking yeah, thinking yeah. so that I mean you know apart from loads of other reasons that's why I like the boxing training Oh, me again. Uh, that was a bit of a, an abrupt ending. Uh, we were having such a lovely time and uh, the recording stopped abruptly in the middle of one of her sentences. We just carried on chatting for ages, went completely off topic. But then I uh, stopped recording and entirely failed to do a thanks a lot to Gia. That was brilliant. So I'll say it now. Thank you very much, Gia. That was absolutely great. And it was a pleasure to speak to you and finally meet you and uh, discover that you do actually exist in real life um, which is always nice so I don't know about you but I'm off to sign up for a boxing class um, just after I've had a little sit down and a glass of wine uh, and uh, yeah roll on the next one